the ICC Imara podcast. Here at ICC Imara, we're all about connecting people to God and to each other, challenging believers to Christ-likeness, and changing the world. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this message. morning and welcome uh, to this Sunday morning service. Uh, we thank God that he has given us uh, another Sunday where we can come and fellowship uh, with one another. Thank you for joining us, those of you who are traveling, those of you who are watching us from home or wherever you are. May the Lord bless you. We continue with our series, uh, Generations, and as uh, we launched our strategic plan, the Spirit of God directed us to a new vision, God's love impacting generations. And as we prayed, we considered our purpose as a people in this generation. As a young church, we were asking God, what is it that we need to do at this time that we are living? And we are convinced that it is our time to influence. For a long time, we have talked about our mission statement changing the world. And we have said that as we continue to connect people to one another and to connect people to God, as we challenge people to Christ-likeness, as we desire to change the world, it must start with us. And last Sunday we said that it starts with us and our families. And we received a challenge to go and make it up with our families through reconciliations and genuine friendships and concerns and establishing authentic relationships with those in our families before we attempt to change the world. And it is my prayer that you have prayerfully considered this. You've been in touch with your families and you're continuing to connect with them. By so doing, we will be practicing God's love that has been given to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ at the cross, he established love with us. That reconciliation with God that he gave to us on that cross is a demonstration of his love for us. And when we practice God's love within our family circles and within the church family, then we shall have had the moral authority to say we are going out there into the world to bring real and true change. This morning, as we look at a generation with a purpose, we, I want us to look at the generation of a young man. I call it the Daniel generation, a young man who came and made a difference in the world. And uh, by looking at this story of uh, Daniel, we shall be asking God uh, to help us also to be men and women of impact, that we can bring change in the places of influence uh, that God has given to us. As a young man, Daniel was taken captive and deported to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. He served in exile for 70 years and served in the reign of four kings, Nebuchadnezzar himself, Belshazzar, Darius, and Cyrus. 
And for that period that uh, Daniel stayed in exile, he lived in a world of idolaters. Uh, he lived in, uh, with a people who had little regard for God. But Daniel held fast to his faith in God under very challenging circumstances. And we will see in a little while, he never gave up in his faith in, uh, uh, in God, but he stayed steadfast and he stayed uh, courageous during those 70 years. He never gave up. He knew despite the many challenges of being in exile, God was sovereign and he was in control of uh, every situation and working out his plans in nations and individual lives. So I'd like us to read the book of Daniel, the first chapter, so that we can get the genesis of how Daniel found himself in this situation. Daniel chapter 1 from verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the loyal family and the nobility, and the, uh, and the nobility young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in, kings, in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that they were to enter the king's service. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names to Daniel, the name Belteshazzar, uh, to Hananiah, Shadlach and to Mishael Meshach and to Azariah Abednego. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the loyal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. Now God had caused the officials to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my lord the king who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men of your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all the kinds of literature and learning. 
And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Together with his three friends, uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, who are later named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel and his friends chose not to defile themselves. The Bible is very clear that they were given choice food from the king's table, but they chose not to defile themselves. Probably that food had been dedicated to the other gods, but they chose not to defile themselves by eating the king's uh, food. So they did not bow down to the king's image either even under the, th the, the, the threat of the penalty of death. And when you read the story of Daniel, you will see what happens to all these uh, young Hebrew boys. And Daniel contain, uh, continued uh, to pray, even at the risk of being sentenced uh, to death. If you read the whole of the book of Daniel, you will see how these uh, young men stood for their faith. And the story of this young man, uh, acts as an inspiration to us so that we too can live God-honoring lives even though we live in a generation of sin and mockery to God. And it is a, an aspiring story that can uh, teach us that indeed it is possible to live for the purpose that God has called us for in this generation. As believers, we can expect, of course, uh, to face trials and tribulations because of our faith, like uh, these uh, four young men faced. But God never removed Daniel from Babylon. He never, we know that Daniel was a man of prayer. And I am sure at times uh, he must have struggled with what he was going through and he was praying to God. But God never removed him from Babylon. But instead, he gave, he gave him victory within that battlefield. And it is important for us to understand that in uh, the places where we will be in, wherever it is, in our families, in our places of work, wherever you are, you're going to face challenges. But God may not necessarily remove you from the situation, but he gives uh, himself honor by giving you victory within uh, the battlefield. And uh, you can be sure that you will certainly, as a Christian, face many battles wherever you are, even among your friends, the people you expected to support you within family, at your workplace, be it in school or a, or a business environment, we always are confronted with challenges every day. But our prayer to God is to give us courage to remain faithful even under such pressure. And the answer in it is not in giving in. It is not in giving in to the pressure. The answer is remaining steadfast. The answer is remaining steadfast, knowing that God is with us. 
When we face trials, we can expect God to remain on our side because that is his promise to us. Jesus spoke to um, his disciples in John chapter 16 and verse 33. And he told his disciples that in this world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And this is what Jesus said, that I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And God expects us to have peace in our circumstances, in what we go through. He expects us to have peace because he is there to give us the comfort that we need, the encouragement that we need. He holds our hands and the peace and the comfort in this world, I can tell you, friends, only comes from an authentic relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only source of true peace. And therefore, this morning, even as we think about our purpose for this generation, we must not be removed from uh, what God has called us to do because of the challenges that we face daily. We must remain steadfast and focused and encouraged. And I pray that uh, you will keep focus on what God has called us uh, to do in this generation. Our desire and commitment as individual Christians and as a congregation is to impact the world with God's love. That's what we have been called to do. We have received that love through our Lord Jesus Christ. And in turn, it is our call to impact the, the world with that love. We will only be able to do this by defending our faith, even though we practice our faith under great pressure in a skilled world. Daniel and his friends looked better than everyone else, uh, only eating vegetables and water. But the Bible is testifying that they looked better than everyone else. They, were, they looked more healthier. They looked as though they are the ones who are eating from the king's uh, table. And yet they had said, test us, and you will see what our God will we, we'll do for us. You know, we, we, we have conformed in many ways to the, pattern of, of this, to the patterns of this world because we have believed in the lie of the enemy that the only way of success, the only way of finding peace and comfort is by defiling ourselves, by chasing after the joys and the pleasures and the things of this world. And we feel empty when we do not have these things. But God is saying it is possible for you to stand firm. It is possible for you to defend your faith. It is possible for you to make an impact in the world by just believing in me, by just trusting in me, by just waiting on me, by just knowing that I am able, even though you are not practicing the things that the world says matter, I am able to make you stand out. So how can we remain focused in this cute generation? How can we remain like Daniel and, and, and his friends? How is it possible for us to eat vegetables and water and still look better and still have joy and still have peace and be better than everybody else? And I have a number of things that I, I'm going to share with us that I think we can do. Number one is we need to resolve. We need to resolve. Because Nebuchadnezzar changed the names of these uh, four young men with an intention of making them uh, Babylonians. What did he say? He chose, uh, he, he said, uh, teach them the language of the Babylonians. And uh, 
you know, give them new names. And uh, they were assimilated among the Babylonians. And uh, this was uh, a, a, a community that did not worship God. And uh, there was even an attempt uh, to introduce, uh, uh, you know, the gods of the Babylonians uh, to them. They were given the education of the Babylonians, uh, which included science and magic. But they resolved to remain disciplined, combined with integrity, and they never embraced the culture of the Babylonians. And although Daniel lived in this culture, he did not dishonor God. He always honored God and he kept his faith and resolved to honor God in all he did. And we will find ourselves in circumstances like this. In wherever we are and the majority who will be surrounding us will be pushing us and want to influence us with the things that they do. And sometimes we give in. But the lesson that we are learning here, it is possible to resolve to defend our faith and to remain steadfast for us to be able to change the world. And this morning I'm asking you, what pressures are you facing today? to compromise uh, your Christian values and uh, to live more like the world around you. And I'm sure in a one way or another you have been confronted uh, with this challenge. But what is it uh, that uh, you can say, yes, I identify with Daniel. I am under pressure. My faith is embattled this morning because uh, there is a world around me that keeps uh, pressure on me to be like them. If you're a young person, perhaps you are struggling through uh, some peer pressure. And it is there even for, 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 for some of us. It is there, uh, you know, to conform to the things of this world because you want to live in a manner like everyone else is living. And the world seems to suggest to you that you have not made it because you are not like them. The number two thing that we must do is to resist. To resist. And temptations and enticements uh, uh, will come, the, uh, you know, our way. And they are difficult to, to, to resist. And the only way, the only way that we can overcome is if we have made up our mind. We have made up our mind before the temptation comes to us on how we shall live our lives. So even when all these temptations are coming our way, already we have uh, decided this is how we are going to live our life according to the scriptures. And Daniel and his friends had thought through, you know, even as they came into exile, they had thought through and they had made up their decision to remain faithful to God. And that is something that you and me also can decide today that we are going to live for our God. We are going to face a lot of temptations coming our way, but we have made up our mind. But if we do not have status and convictions that we live by, we certainly will be swept away by every wind of temptation that comes our way. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 says, No temptation has seized you except what is common unto man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he says, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And friends, the solution is there. Friends, God is there for us. He is there to stand with us. When we are under temptation, we can resist and say we belong to a different kingdom. And our purpose for this generation is different. 
and we will be able to influence this generation by being faithful, having resolved to, uh, uh, to live for God and resisting every wind of temptation that comes our way. So you may ask your question, what is your greatest area of temptation and how are you prepared to resist? Because you must be prepared before the temptation comes your way. Number three that I want us to look at is perseverance. Because we are called to persevere what we are going through. And Daniel served for 70 years in a foreign land, in a foreign world that was hostile to God. He was in a situation where everything worked against him. And Daniel persevered, yet he did not compromise. He did not compromise in his faith in God. But instead, what did Daniel do? He gave himself and his friends. He gave himself over to God. And in turn, God gave them favor. In verse 17, the scriptures that we read say, to these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds because God was with them. You see, friends, when we resist, when we resolve, when we persevere, when we stand firm, God comes to our aid not necessarily removing us from the situation, but making sure that we succeed and making sure that even as we persevere, we gain victory. And so they, they, they remained steadfast. Their allegiance was to God. And God in turn gave them skill. He gave them wisdom so that they even found favor with the king because they were better than everyone else that was surrounding the king. And we can remain in a broken world, but if our allegiance is to God first, we can change and influence because our faith will be visible. Because everybody will see that we are not just faking it, but we are living a true faith, a faith that is authentic, that loves, that cares, that, uh, you know, speaks to people with a genuine heart. And we will be able to influence the generation that we are in because our faith will be visible. So when we are presented, when they were presented to Nebuchadnezzar, this is what the king said. He talked with them and he found none equal. He found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Why is it that he found none equal? Because the favor of God was with them. And so they were promoted and they entered the king's service. And this is how God does to us. When we believe in him, even when we resist the circumstances that are surrounding us, when we stand firm, God gives us favor with the opposition. And that is how we influence the world. You know, friend, when you persevere, God will show you favor. And you will become an influencer. He will make you an influencer 
in a hostile business, in a family that does not believe in God, in a family that is opposed to you. He will make you an influencer at your workplace. He will make you an influencer in your school, even though you are alone, even though you are the only one who is uh, confessing the faith. Because God has appointed you for this season to bring about change and to impact the world with his love. And uh, God is going to stand with you and he is going to position you in whatever circumstances that you are in. He is going to position you for victory. So this is the challenge that we, we all must receive. What are you persevering currently? What challenge are you facing and times you feel like giving up? What is it that you are having to persevere and pray and ask God, help me to soldier on? Daniel walked through this kind of perseverance over the reign of four kings. It is possible even for you to continue with it for the whole of your life, worshiping God and believing in him and attaining victory after victory in the middle of your battles. Number four, we must learn to stand up, to stand up. God is looking for men and women in a wicked generation who will stand up with strong moral convictions like these four young men that we are learning about this morning. He is looking for a church that is going to stand for the truth and guide his people in a time of temptation, in a time when much compromise is there around with men of God and churches are having to conform to the patterns of the world so that they can be with it. But we must stand firm and tell God, we want to follow you. It is only you who can show us the way of the truth. God is active in his intervention when we stand up. When we stand up for him, God will stand up for us. We may be in a world that is influenced by many factors. And indeed, we are going to face challenges. We may not be able to do some things because we are not conforming to the world. But when we stand up for God, he is going to stand up for us. Take a stand up for Jesus. Is an old song that we used to sing. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Trust in him. And he is going to protect you in ways you may not be able to see. And he is going to give you victory in your circumstances. So learn to stand up for Jesus, even when everybody else thinks it doesn't matter. Stand up for Jesus. Stand up for the faith that you have. Stand up for the truth, even when everybody else believes in the lies. Is there anything you're standing up against? That is the way of faith. You must always find something that you have to stand up against. If you are in a comfortable zone and you're finding yourself that everything seems to agree with you, you must ask yourself, is there something that I ought to stand up for and I am not standing up for? If for nothing else, stand up for your faith and you will find that it is important. Number five, this is the last one is to learn. We must be continual learners. And the approach that Daniel and his friends adopted was not of rebellion and resistance. They knew they were in a place influenced by many other factors, a place where other gods were worshipped, 
and a new culture was being introduced to them. We have heard that they were taught the language of the Babylonians. They didn't rebel. They didn't say we are not going to learn. They were being taught a new culture. But what they said, even this, we are going to submit ourselves to learning this new culture in this new world that we are in, but we will never compromise our faith. And instead, they used the knowledge of what they learned to help them to excel when they were given positions to serve. And sometimes we need this kind of wisdom. We are not necessarily to be confrontational, but to ask God for wisdom in the area that we are in, in your place of work or whatever else. Sometimes we spend a lot of energy fighting battles that are unnecessary. But we can remain in a new culture that we are introduced to, but instead of uh, using, uh, resisting and fighting all the time and, and fighting with people, is to learn a new culture and ask yourself, how can you then use that to understand that in environment and use that new culture to influence it? With understanding, we need that wisdom from God whenever we find ourselves in, 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 in that culture other than... Uh, always being confrontational. But the one thing that we must never do is to compromise our, our faith. And God is going to help us like he helped Daniel. They were able to achieve excellence in their work. And, um, and, and Daniel served the people, um, uh, you know, of this new land. But at the same time, we know that Daniel continued to pray to God for help so that he can keep and maintain his integrity. And we may at times feel like foreigners. We may feel like foreigners wherever we are. Uh, when we experience change, we feel like foreigners. We feel like, uh, uh, you know, foreigners in a new job, in a new school, in a new neighborhood. But what is it that we can do? We can adapt to that environment without necessarily compromising our faith without abandoning our God and telling God, I am in this new environment that you have put me in, just like you did to Daniel and Meshach and, and, and Abednego, and, um, uh, you know, uh, give them the wisdom to learn and to use that knowledge to influence Babylon. Would you also give me understanding in this new environment so that I can be able to influence this place without abandoning you? So I am calling you to pray to God, to give you knowledge and understanding above those who do not know God, above those that you will find. You know, the Bible is saying that the magicians and the wise men in Babylon could somehow interpret dreams. But look at what God did. God placed it in Nebuchadnezzar and he caused him to demand to be told the dream. Now, these people could not tell the dream that the king had dreamt. He could, they could not because that could only be revealed by God. And therefore, when you read Daniel chapter 2 and verse 1, you will find Daniel as a servant of God, God giving him that wisdom to be able not only to interpret the dream, but to tell the king what he had dreamt. And when that happened, the favor of the king was upon Daniel. And because of that, Daniel was able to practice his God, to live for his God, to preach his God, even when there were circumstances 
that uh, were against him. And when we, we, we read more in the book of Daniel, we will see how he was put in the lion, lion's den. And we see how the other boys were putting the, in the fire. And they were able to stand up against all these challenges because they never abandoned God. So we are going to conclude by asking ourselves, what is our purpose for life in this generation? We may feel like we are in Babylon. We may feel like we are in a fallen world that seems to pull us apart, where our faith is challenged every day. But what is our purpose? Daniel and his friends were committed and dedicated they were committed and dedicated, and they lived determined lives to serve God regardless of the consequences of the life that uh, they lived. They never gave in to pressures from the ungodly society because uh, they understood their clear purpose in life. And you and I, if we understand why God has called us in this generation, why we live in this generation, it is possible to live in a world that is crooked, that is killed, that has other beliefs, that puts us pressure to believe in the things that they believe in. But we can make a difference by remaining standfast. We believe our true purpose in life at ICC Mara in this generation is to impact this generation with God's love. And God's love has already been given to us uh, through the cross. And you and I can decide today that we are a generation of love. And we can be able to make a difference in the world by demonstrating, by practicing, by giving this same love to the world. And this will only come from the wisdom of trusting and obeying God at all times, despite what we are going through. He is the only one who can give us direction. He is the only one who can give us peace despite uh, the, the, the circumstances, the consequences that we may have to face because of our faith. And our first allegiance should be to God, not anything else. Whenever you are faced with challenges, remember that your first allegiance is to your God. What does God say about this? I know the circumstances may be different, but what does God say? What direction is he giving me to follow? And God is going to give us wisdom on how we can be influencers of the world with our faith as we action what God has called us to. So this morning I pray that God will help you and I so that we may put our hope and trust in him that we will remain steadfast, that God calling us to himself, we shall remain steadfast and we shall stand for that truth. And that truth is the one that is going to set us free, is the one that is going to set the world free. We will be influencers because we have allowed God to influence our lives as a generation because we have understood the purpose for which God has called us in this season. And we begin by surrendering our lives to Jesus. We begin by trusting in him. That's the only way that we are going to be able to be influencers by giving our lives to Jesus. And I want to make a prayer for you that you may recommit your life to Jesus. And if you have never made this commitment, that you are going to make it for the first time. And you will see God giving you victory within the battlefield. 
I'm going to make this prayer. And if that is you, you are, you're saying, Pastor, as you pray, I want to give my life to Jesus. As you pray, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. Would you bow down and pray this prayer with me? Because I believe that right now the Spirit of God is influencing your heart. He is calling on to you to make this decision today because it is the right thing to do. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I hear your word and I confess my sins. I invite you to come into my life to forgive my sins. Write my name in the book of life. And from today, I believe in you. Come and influence my heart and my mind and my soul. That Lord Jesus, I may believe in you. Thank you for forgiving my sins. In Jesus' name, I believe. Amen. For listening we hope this message has blessed you if this ministry has impacted your life you can help us reach others by partnering with us you can give through our website iccimara.org give be sure to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this have a great week